to Cannabis Corner on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We are streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We're also streaming live video on Facebook. Just go to Facebook.com slash New Haven Independent or go to your Facebook page and look us up. You can also hit see first to hear and see all the great programs that we have here on WNHH and Cannabis Corner is also streaming live on ProCannabisMedia.com and the Greenhaven Media Facebook page. So you can find us all over. All right. It is Monday, March the 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Joe Lachance. I am joined by my illustrious co-host, Uncle Lou, Lou Yay. Vega the Third. How are you, brother? How's it going, good brother? You know, it's a, it's our first Monday in March. Man, right? Isn't that something? Spring is coming, dude. Spring is coming. We're we're only a couple days away from spring. New England had some snow. You know, we're not we don't wish any more snow upon anybody, but you know, that's part of what we do here in New England. It's a very exciting thing. There's the springtime is happening, which means the new year is blooming. Ha 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 um so just like most plants if you start moving into a time with events and gatherings and people and places and a little bit of everything starting to happen i'm really excited for today's show joe i'm really 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 excited um you know i think that our listeners have a great guest coming on yeah a repeat guest as well Nice Every year, right around knee can time. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on so many other things. Beth, Beth, uh, you know, not to, to to steal your shine, but Beth is absolutely amazing. Her and her team have done great things over the last couple of years. They're really from the start of the Massachusetts market, which was still in the beginning of the Maine and Rhode Island market times. You know, so Beth, um, big shout out to Beth, Kara, and Tashonda. They really held things down up there. They started their women's grow. Now that's elevate and so much, so many things. And I know today's story is not going to be about that section of it. It's going to be about what's happening this weekend, what's going to continue happening. Cause Nikan is a big event and you know, they, they have events all over the, the country and this weekend being the, this iteration of Boston's Nikan, you know, I'm at the Boston Nikan every year. I love that event. I, I, you know, I, they treat us well. They treat everybody well. I really can't say enough about the NECAN event, man. And I'm just excited to talk about it today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have Beth on real quick. Lou, I did want to touch base before we bring Beth on. You made the news again. Oh, I man. see. <laughs> you were in the news again. I see an article written about the press conference that was held. Big shout uh, out to Jason Ortiz 
and and uh, Representative Nolan, Anthony Nolan from New London, because this was that was their press conference. They graciously invited me, but this was a big thing about what they had going on. But yes, sir. Right. So it was a uh, in support of B, uh, HB 6787. That is the act concerning the prosecution of cannabis related cases and modification of sentences. And uh, everybody spoke, including you. And the only reason I bring it up, Lou, is I think you had one of the best quotes in the entire article. So <laughs> <laughs> let me guess, Joe. That was Go the ahead. last one that ended the thing. <laughs> it's true. What do you want me to say? It says, uh, well, I'll read the whole quote. Anybody who is convicted or arrested that runs around that has something that says they have cannabis on their record. I realistically want to interview them and see where I can put them in my business. Vega said, who else better to sell weed than a guy that was selling weed? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you already have the job experience. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I love it. You had the best quote in the article. And how did things look for that bill, Lou? It looks like uh, uh, actually it was confusing. When you, when you sat there and listened to the test, uh, everybody testifying and everything that was going on, you know, the questions that were brought up by the co committee was, didn't we already do this? And that's the hard part. No, they mm. didn't already do this. Yeah. You're talking about they, the next level of the this is the next things. level, you know? So this was, it was done at one level, but it wasn't done on the other level. So people that were convicted while legalization was going through. So that was like three years before actually legalization went in place because then right. then it was five years before that even for the automatic expungement so there's a there's a window that was still left unchecked and that's what this does this just this bill closes the, the window the gap. yeah it yeah. just closes the gap it's not so, something that should be hard it should be pushed through but it also allows for resentencing if it was something in conjunction with so you know it's got a lot to affect like, yeah, if there was violence involved or if there was guns or something. There's like always that. extra. You know, even when I was convicted, I, I they made sure to throw a couple extra charges in there, endangerment to children, because I have kids. It wasn't even like my kids were in the whole thing. or, But they make sure to throw in all those extra charges, and then they see what sticks. Well, that's what so they then. did to me, too. I had I had like nine charges. I ended up with two. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see what sticks. Let's then, see what know. sticks. And and all right, one last shout out to uh, to the Canna Warriors for going out there and protesting Cura Leaf. Uh, I thought that was a good look. Uh, you know, they went out there the other day. I think it was Friday on the third, yes, and protested Cura Leaf because I got to tell you, they are really giving the uh, medical industry and MSOs in general a bad name. I got. To <laughs> so it's tough it, because they did you know and let's let's understand the uh, the name cure leaf itself was an entire farce let's not forget that and here in connecticut we know that the best because we know the was, whole story <laughs> it was the connecticut brand it was a connecticut company it, it was, was one of the original growers right? but it was, it was a, a local, local company all company that got bought out so the original Cure Leaf is not even the Cure Leaf of now. No, they Can like the name. They like the name. <laughs> That's the whole it. thing. They, they liked the name. the name and bought the whole company, took the name, and now look what it's turned into. Because <laughs> they were only a Canadian company. 
They had no interest in the U.S. until they bought that dispensary in uh, that grow facility in Connecticut. That was their first move into the States. And now look at them. So we opened the door for that. And it's good that the people are out there protesting. (laughs) I remember when that whole thing happened, man. Uh, it was yeah, that was a oh, Canadian company bought it out. The people got taken care of. The you know they all moved out of the market. They're no longer nobody that was part of the original Cure Elite. Oh no, it was here they're anymore. Part, they're no, not. They were all part of the cannabis community. Yeah, they're all gone. They sold out, went home, took their bags, went home. <laughs> Good, bless their hearts. Don't get me wrong. Right. Bless all right. So hearts. now that we covered the local news, let's cover what's really important on the. Uh, and that cannabis community scene, which, uh, you know, I think a lot of people got to realize uh, the legacy that Nikan here has. Uh, but I'm seeing right now that only Beth is with us right now. So I want to introduce Beth. Beth Waterfall is a cannabis business development and communication strategist with a successful track record of helping brands and businesses grow via profitable product development, effective corporate communications, creative yet compliant marketing and meaningful community engagement. She is also a founder and executive director of Elevate Northeast Events and Education, Inc., a 501c3 nonprofit organization that creates education programs to help end the stigma against people who use and work with cannabis and to foster an inclusive and compliant industry. Beth is known for effectively breaking down doors in the nascent cannabis industry and the established business community and for brokering some of the most powerful, impactful relationships in New England cannabis. She also supported in successful development and launch of several of Massachusetts' most exciting marijuana companies and products. As legalization spans in new states, Beth keeps her finger on the pulse of the emerging regulations and social justice efforts and leverages her relationship and experience to benefit her clients and the greater cannabis community. Welcome, Beth. How are you today? Hey, guys. Happy Monday. Thank you for having me back. Excited to be here. Um, it's it's the week of the wedding, as Mark Shepard, the, the founder and president of Mekan, said earlier this morning when we were talking. It, it's wedding week, so we're all, you know, super excited, but, you know, Little things kind of creep up. Lots of questions start coming in from everybody this time of year, but it's exciting. It's my favorite weekend of the year, so bring it on. You know <laughs> right on, right it's on. I appreciate- my, and this, this was something that I, sorry about that, Joe, but yeah, I get just excited. Um, This is one of my favorite weekends because, it, because it's kind of the, uh, it was the start of my in push when Nikan Boston started. Like that was the start of, my own cannabis journey here in uh the more corporate side from versus from uh we say legacy now legacy but the, the, the trap world <laughs> as one might call it um uh, into what the emerging northeast cannabis market was becoming years ago and it was i always enjoy it because now it's going back and seeing old faces and uh reminiscing with friends and it becomes a social highlight of my year versus more of the, we do business as well. That's another great thing. I have a couple of business meetings on Friday from purveyors that are coming from out of state and such. So it always provides a nice um, environment. The, the programming is always amazing. It's something that's kind of stayed true to the whole thing. There's always tons of programming, which I know you'll touch on today, 
But man, do I get excited about this. I'm I'm going up. All, it's my weekend. I'm like, yes, it's weed weekend in Boston. Let's go. Yeah, I always used to love going to Boston. <laughs> Let me uh, bring on our next guest, too. We might as well have a conversation. Uh, Kristen Sousa is also on the line with us. And Kristen is a Connecticut Hi. cannabis advocate, marketing specialist for Beth Waterfall Creative, and the founder of Sugarleaf, <laughs> a hybrid boutique located in Middletown, Connecticut. Kristen focuses on breaking the stigma around cannabis consumption, particularly as it pertains to women, mothers, and parents through education, events, advocacy, and by harnessing the power of social media. She's been featured in local print publications such as the Milltown Press and the CT News Junkie, radio shows such as CT Public Radio's All Things Considered, and now Cannabis Corner. Served as an interim podcast host on To Be Blunt with PZ, our good friend. And he has been a guest on other podcasts, including the Fine Print Journalism. Kristen was also nominated for the 2022 Entrepreneur Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Yes. I combine those two words. Entrepreneur. (laughs) Young entrepreneur. So I'll take it. (laughs) So you guys are working together now, right? How did that come to be? Well, it came to be a, a little over a year ago. I um, So in addition to, Nikan is one of my clients and I uh, oversee the educational yep. program and kind of herd the cats around the the uh, the speakers and try to create a, a robust educational program for people because, you know, we've been doing this seven, eight years now, but we're all still learning. Um, and so I'm very passionate about the education, uh, but really my my work is is marketing and marketing is usually about educating somebody about something and trying to get them to make some sort of decision or change a behavior um so my other client work is with uh product manufacturers tech companies law firms pro- uh professional services firms but all within the the cannabis space um and then Lou mentioned earlier that I run Elevate Northeast the nonprofit so I've got a lot of stuff going on um really passionate about it really exciting stuff um and last year I was at a point where I needed some support, um, you know, executing on the client obligations and uh, Nikan was growing and needing some, some uh, support there. So I put it out there. And if my memory serves me correct, uh, a little bit of the, the family in, in Connecticut kind of brought Kristen um, to me. And so it was Very with nice. you guys connecting and, and um, you know, having that, that um, almost like a, not a qualification, but that you know, stamp of approval from my Connecticut family. So um, it's been great. We've been working together for over a year and um, we have kind of similar backgrounds from before we were in cannabis. So I think mm-hmm. it's been right, really right. great. And yeah. of course, really exciting to see Kristen, um, her business growing and seeing her nominated and recognized as an entrepreneur down in Connecticut this year. So I'm lucky to, to be working with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to see that the merger of Connecticut and Massachusetts, you know, I'm moving, moving together. I like to see that. And uh, I know we'll all be working together on the, the next big knee can that's coming to Connecticut. So uh, as soon as you guys get through the wedding, you know, we could start, <laughs> start planning our wedding here in Connecticut. Uh, our first well, we've got one. A Vermont those, one in between there, too. Oh, you yeah, guys are always working. It's yeah, a whole it's bunch exciting. of events going on and we're super excited about it. You know, we've been, we've gotten to go to many different NECANs and we love being a part of the newest one then Connecticut coming up as well. So if you're listening and you want to get any information, jump on the websites and uh, everybody, somebody will reach out to you. Shameless plug. Yeah. People can get in touch with me if they like, but also, yeah, get in touch with any one of us three and we'll hook you up. 
Nican.com. N-E-C-A-N-N.com. All the different events and the dates and different ways to get involved too. If you're a thought leader and you want to get involved with that education, there's a speaker application there. Uh, you can take a look at the expo hall if you want to give your business some visibility that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all sorts of different ways to get involved. So check out the website for the Yeah, and I must say, Nikon Connecticut, the booths are very affordable. So <laughs> you can definitely afford to come on up and support because this is a big deal. Uh, I spoke to Mark literally maybe five years ago about doing this when medical was first brought in. And he was like, oh, no, no, I don't think the market's ready. But when I'm ready, I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call. So finally, last five year, years later. <laughs> five years later, he gave me a call. Playing the long game. <laughs> I'm like, all right, yes, yes, I will do it, Mark, because it was almost like a manifest, you know what I mean? Manifestation, long term. Well, that's a big thing with cannabis. It's It's a lot, not necessarily you know, if people are going to be interested or if it's going to happen, it's really when, and, you know, having the critical mass of operators and having a little bit of that stigma uh, broken down a little bit in the space. So people are engaged and want to participate. Um, so yeah, it's just, the timing is right. Last year was a big year for Connecticut as is this yeah. year. So excited to be uh, learning a little more there. You know, What's the that? biggest thing is uh, the, as the market matures, you know, beforehand when it was just a medical market, it was still small, limited market. There wasn't yeah. much going on. There wasn't much engagement. But that's grown over the last couple of years. And I'm really excited for this year. I totally believe that this year's NECAN in Connecticut is going to be absolutely amazing. But that will be for a different show. This show, <laughs> <laughs> this show in Boston. And I am super excited if we can run down the schedule a little Let's bit. Let's do it. So, uh friday what do we have going on yeah so friday so basically this year is it's the biggest event that nikan's done um we have eight programming stages um friday saturday sunday i've got over 120 speakers talking about all the different topics um friday really being for uh you know anybody can come anytime but friday the programming is really aligned with those that are engaged in business operations so people that are either trying to set up a business maintain a business expand a business um, that's really our, our, you know, the business programming day is really heavy on Friday. Um, that extends into Saturday and Sunday as well. But Saturday, we're getting a little bit more into some data and trend stuff. And Sunday is a little bit more looking forward. So there's a session about psychedelics, uh, getting involved in the psychedelics industry on Sunday. Um, but Friday, I'm excited to kick it off. Um, Elevate Northeast is involved as a community partner with this year's Women's Lounge. It's the first year that NECAN has done one, um, seen it work well at other events. And so we brought it on with uh, Kira Reed um, from uh, Women Employed in Cannabis. It's an organization on California. Uh, but we're trying it this year in Boston. There'll be a women's lounge. So any ticket holders, um, obviously women, <laughs> would uh, are welcome to come stop by any time. There'll be some refreshments and just kind of a, a chill space to to relax, maybe, you know, wet your whistle a little bit with a glass of water, um, meet people, network. There's going to be a, a pitch competition in there on Saturday. But um, on Friday, Elevate Northeast, as a community partner, we're hosting a meet and greet with my co-founders, Tashonda Vincent Lee, Kara Crab Burnham. Uh, we'll be there from 11 to high noon. Um, so looking forward to kind of connecting with uh, with people and maybe planning some some uh, plan of attack with each other, maybe um, to meet up or walk the expo hall together or just kind of connect on things. Um, and then later on th- uh, Friday, I'll be moderating a panel about diversity plans in Massachusetts. Um, it's a requirement of Massachusetts uh, app, um, licensees to have a diversity plan as part of their application. Um, so we're going to be talking about how to do those effectively and compliantly. And I'm um, excited to be with 
former commissioner Jennifer Flanagan on that, uh, Tito Jackson, who's doing a great job with his dispensary downtown Boston, and Kim Napoli. She's on the MPP board. She's an attorney. Um, she's done a lot of work in this space as well. So that'll be a really good conversation that I'm excited about. Um, but then there's also on Saturday, we have our keynote. Jim Belushi is going to be talking. Yeah, that's that's going to be fun. Tell us a little bit about that. What <laughs> so, <laughs> that'll be fun. I'm really excited about that one because it's going to, it's set up kind of like a, um, a conversation where I'm calling Mark Oprah. Uh, he's gonna, you know, they're they're gonna work through some some different convers some different questions and have real conversations. Oh, so like about a talk it. show but, thing. Yeah, a little bit. Instead of him just getting up there and lecturing, um, you know, he's a dynamic and funny guy. So it, it should be not only informative and enlightening, but uh entertaining conversation as well. Um so I'm I'm excited about that. Um and now, is, he, few, is sorry, he on the East Coast? Is he local or is he coming no. from California or something? So he I believe his farm is in Oregon right now. Um his operations are in multiple states, but Belushi's farm is in Oregon. There was a TV show about it a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I'm really excited I, about that because that's one of those things that talk about cannabis exposure and marketing. His brand is going to continue to expand. You know, he's got the Blues Brothers brand. They do the they do uh, product manufacturing licenses, so it's pretty cool. And I don't know if they're in Massachusetts, but if they are, it's something that's really dope. And it's I'm excited about it because as Connecticut opens up, who knows, right? Oh, we yeah. could have Jim Belucci oh. weed here, right? Because all he has <laughs> to do is find a partner. To grow yep. for him or something, right? So those are licensing deals, which is what if you come to Nikan, you might find out about that. You might learn a little bit about like, <laughs> licensing structures. Love it. Brand <laughs> Lou knows how yes, to, to sell, yes. We have the uh, licensing workshop on Friday, and then there's another one on Sunday. See, look at <laughs> you. Great segue. Fill in those blanks. Exactly. Beautiful. You know, this goes to what we tell our listeners all the time. You may not have gotten, at least in the Connecticut limited market, you may not have gotten in as a processor, retailer, or cultivator. But if you put your IP together and you become a branded, licensed, IP protected licensing agreement, shop it out to one of the license holders and you'll be able to do something where now you're entertaining the legal market here. And just rinse and repeat, go to Massachusetts, go to Rhode Island, and just start making that that way out, you know? So licensing could be a good way for small operators to get their stuff into um, into the dispensaries uh, without yes. having to be a, a giant cultivator, you know? Yeah, it's an option. It's been exciting to see some of the relationships that have popped up and, like, the Jim Belushi one for him being involved in cannabis. I like that. Um because I mean, granted, he's he's not from New England, um, and he's got his operation and out of state. But you know, my parents, people of a certain age, you know, he having celebrities align with um, you know our movement, I think, can be really helpful in breaking stigma and getting people engaged who maybe aren't cultivators or want to have a license to grow or have a dispensary or something. But it just helps normalize it a little bit that you know this is this is part of our culture and and we've got this guy who you know we've loved in different entertainment um you know movies and whatnot over the years um so i'm excited to see what he has to say i think it's great especially for yeah especially for people that aren't necessarily business operators <laughs> so now friday night i'm thinking that is the big night the awards night am i correct yeah, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, the 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 Canna Community Awards is a free event for anybody to come. You don't even have to have a ticket to Nikan to come into it on Friday night. Um, but there's 
all sorts of different categories. Kristen's in in one. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, how does it feel, Kristen, yeah. to be nominated? Weird. <laughs> Weird. Really an honor. I, you know, a lot of great people have been nominated under every category. Honestly, I was like, holy crap! All right. Oh yeah, it's usually <laughs> no, it's an all-star amazing. crew. It's exciting. Good, yeah, good, good. I love it because it really is about um, New England, our local local folks, you know, love them or hate them people that are trying to do something here. <laughs> um, so it's always interesting um, and just like, you know, nice kind of energy to see a good turnout from, you know, really advocates, people that have been really working hard um, and really trying to to move the community forward. Um, it's not just, you know, the suits in the room that night. So I really, I really like that night. It's a special night. Yeah, no, I've always had fun at the awards. I've never won one, but I know Lou has. And, you know, <laughs> Connecticut's big year is upon us. Maybe next year. <laughs> we'll see. Yes, we'll see. We will see. We Friday shall night. see. Yeah, we're not doing awards in Connecticut, right? No, this is just not a strictly Boston thing. No, we don't yeah. need them. Maybe not the first year, maybe down the road. Who knows? No, nah, the Boston should be the awards for all of New England. I think it's a great way because then people from Connecticut will come up, you know. And um, now, are there some Connecticut based speakers up there? Did we? Uh... Oh, absolutely. Um, Mr. Lou Vega, he will be speaking <laughs> Saturday. I, I got to um, do a better job at t- saying things that I do. You guys are marketing person here. Um, oh, hey, Chris, so, do you want a job? <laughs> let's chat. <laughs> well, this one was, um, I mean, the some of the panels, sometimes people will propose a panel and then other times we at NECAN, you know, there's certain topics that we want to make sure hit um, and included and make sure that we're having a good um, good conversation across those three days that represent all the different corners of the industry. Because not everybody's a grower, not everybody's opening a right, dispensary, right. not everybody's an account. You know, there's there's a lot of people involved in all sorts of different nooks and crannies of the industry. Um, so we love having a hemp panel. I believe that hemp is going to save the world. I love hemp I so have, much. We'll save the planet. <laughs> um, know, if, so if, so if that's definitely what we want to. What was that, Lou? Oh, I'm sorry. If any plant would save the world, that this plant is the plant that'll do it. It's the best. It's the best. So definitely want to keep that included and part of the conversation. So I was just going to plug in. I'm like, you know, that panel looks fantastic. They all look great. But Lou, uh, Brian Valencia, who is also from Connecticut, is on the panel. And then we've got Joyce Gerber from the Cannamom Show and Laura of the Healing Rose. So as far as I'm concerned, that's an all-star panel. panel. Yeah. Nice. I'm not picking and choosing, but that's a really good one. They all (laughs) look fantastic. (laughs) Don't miss that one. Saturday. Two o'clock Saturday, the hemp panel. Good, good, good. So what other topics, uh, what, are, what else are we going to see up there? Uh, what other kind of interesting people are speaking? I know last year you did something on crypto. Uh, you know, will there be some crypto stuff up there, virtual type of stuff? So there isn't a crypto session um, this year. I'm not sure, because um, last year that was kind of like a hot thing. Um, <laughs> It, right, a hot thing, but it was a kind of an adjacent event. It wasn't necessarily, you know, the cannabis programming, but it, it was at the the convention. Um, but for our regular programming, there wasn't anything necessarily that's about cannabis and crypto. Um, but it's it's interesting to kind of think about it. In okay, how is it different this year when we think about trends and things that happened last year? And a lot of the sessions are really about data um, and New England data too. So really looking at okay, we've been up and running in some of our states, you know, what are people buying? When are they buying? Who's buying? Um, so really sharing, uh, you know, 
actual usable data that that our businesses now can make um, you know data informed decisions off of. Uh, so I'm excited about that because we're at a place where we can really look back and not just say, oh, well, this is what happened in California or Colorado. So maybe we could do this. It's really all right. What What's really happening here? So I'm excited about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, thematically this this year, it's less about, um, you know, starting a business or how to legalize and getting involved um, and, you know, it's more about maintaining your business or maybe expanding it or mm. for the businesses that, you know, for whatever reason, haven't been able to stay afloat or haven't been able to get to licensure, you know, what are their options? What can they be doing? Um, so there's a great restructuring panel, on, or excuse me, workshop on, on Friday afternoon. Um, you know, they're going to be talking about if you're having issues with your investors, your landlord, um, your general business, what can you do? Uh, so I'm excited about that. That's with, um, Scott Moscow is an attorney with Burns and Levinson, uh, Jacques Santucci, who's a um, distressed financial turnaround type of guy at Opus Consulting in Maine, um, and uh, David Rabinowitz, who's a, a well-known um, advisor here in Massachusetts as well. So that's going to be awesome on Friday, uh, but just kind of speaks to how things have changed. You know, it's mm-hmm. we're adjusting and maybe, you know, reconsidering different things that um, were maybe part of the original plan a few years ago. So, you know, you guys know this stuff changes so fast. Well, we're just getting started on our side of where you guys already are, you know. Um, and we, I think we kind of got to look to Massachusetts for guidance almost. This Things like NECAN is a good way for Connecticut activists to, to hang out with Massachusetts activists and chat with them and go, hey, you know, how did you deal with this? You know, well, you know, tell us what the pitfalls, what can we expect? Because you are a few years ahead of us yeah. um, because we're starting to see them now. You know, it's, you know, this this legislative session is kind of crazy with the different things they want to do. You know, it was like bombarded with bills and, you know, it gets to the point where you don't even know which way is up. Which one do I support? Which mm. one don't I support? You know, who, what's the more important one? Where do I put most of my effort into? When there are a lot of them, a lot of them could affect, you know, a lot of these bills are important, you know. Um, so, you know, sure. I've been trying to have guests on the air and try and sort through these things, but mm. maybe something like a knee can Good place for people, activists well, and advocates to meet too. You know, Joe, let's just go one, let's start here. Say they didn't get a, you don't have a license, but you do CBD and you do those type of things. You don't have a product manufacturer. You don't know how to start it. You should get up to NECAN, take some of those quick uh, workshops and it'll give you a crash course and introductions to people that could probably help you along the way. Now to tie it in with the bills that are being done, we're trying to get hemp manufactured products in Connecticut to be able to be able to be sold at dispensaries, something that just recently happened in Massachusetts as well. So having that space in another state, you can go up there, take these lessons, meet people that are in that similar position, but a year and a half before where we are now. Say that bill passes and you have a hemp manufacturing license and you are producing um, quality products that can be sold on the market here in Connecticut at the dispensaries. Wouldn't you want to speak to maybe some of the organizations in Massachusetts that transition that way? Maybe you get a partnership. Maybe you guys work out something. Maybe that's how now a hemp manufacturer picks up a licensing deal on the hemp space or something. You know, all these things are, are possible now as that opens up because it's it's a larger supply chain. Right, right, right. Yeah, this I equated is- to back. Sorry, Joe. I, I equated to back in the day when I was learning. Um, 
and I mean, we're like I said before, we're always learning, always learning still. Um, but I would go to conferences when I could out in Colorado or California or other more mature markets. And I would say, okay, this is like looking in the crystal ball. This is what it's going to be maybe in some way in Massachusetts. So now you're in Connecticut. You you, ha- you don't have to go to California and Colorado. <laughs> um, just come out the pike to, to, go to you this no. weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, and it's, it's interesting, I would imagine for, you know, Connecticut, Vermont, um, hopefully someday New Hampshire, um, and even New York right now to be able to um, come so close and see, you know, the, the buying behaviors and how products are resonating with, with people and, and, um, you know, wholesalers locally, because California is very different. Colorado is very different from New England. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exciting to get a little bit closer to what might be the reality. Right. Right. Exactly. So now you spoke a little bit about the psilocybin, uh, the psychedelic panel. Now tell me a little bit about that, because we're starting to think about it here in Connecticut. Slowly but surely there every year, it seems like they progress a little bit further with the psilocybin, sort of like what happened with weed. I don't know where it's going in Massachusetts, but I'm very always very interested to hear. uh, I'm always interested in psilocybin. I'm a fun (laughs) guy. (laughs) <laughs> well, you have, have to come on on Sunday. The, um, it is, I think, at one o'clock or two o'clock. It's free the mushroom. It's um, James Davis from uh, Bay Staters for Natural Medicine. I had reached out to them because I wanted to include that in the conversation, and particularly on Sunday as we're kind of you know winding down and thinking ahead. Because um, there are definitely people who you know maybe have been involved with cannabis, were really passionate about cannabis, but for whatever reason, it's not working. Um, or maybe they were really inclined to to be very medical focused and they recognize that the cannabis industry isn't paying attention as much to the patient as, as it as it maybe should. Um, so I'm hearing from people that are very focused on medical, improving people's lives from a medical standpoint. And so they're very, um, you know, compelled to, to learn more about the psychedelics um, if they've already had some sort of familiarity with cannabis or even if they're not familiar with cannabis. Um, so I reached out to Base Haters for Natural Medicine and invited them to... Uh, to come and be a part of the program. So James Davis, I believe it's just him, is going to present on Sunday afternoon about, um, I imagine he's just going to kind of lay a foundation about what's going on legally. Um, but he's also uh, designing that session to be really about how people can get involved um, from a professional standpoint in the industry. Um, you right. know, that, that's really dope. You know, on a random, because I always love my tangents. I was up in Massachusetts <laughs> last month and went to a, uh, a microdose psilocybin dinner. That was absolutely amazing, hosted by two women chefs, and they they did a great job at melding it, creating a great atmosphere. It was pretty dope. I was out in Holyoke, actually. Awesome. Beautiful. Um, Invite me next yeah. time. That sounds awesome. Yeah. They do it like once a month. It's pretty cool. And that, you know what? After after my divorce, um, I started moving into the psilocybin space, and that was something that helped me overcome a lot of things um you know a couple good i don't even joke about that man the other day you know sometimes things get pent up and man i had a great cry session you know what Mm -hmm. i mean when you just get in a good space with the mushrooms and you something comes up and you're like oh just let it it go yeah it doesn't even kill the masculinity whenever you but that's what it is some one of those moments you have some sometimes people have things that are so pent up and a little bit of uh and it wasn't anything a nice little tea i made you know made a little tea it just sat music <laughs> playing bob dylan came on and you know little boy blue and the man in the moon and you know my father wasn't there and all the other 
we just oh my god for like an hour and a half i was like oh felt amazing for the next day Nazi star gets me. <laughs> yeah Nazi yeah. star comes on and i'll lose it fair warning <laughs> there you go see it <laughs> yeah there's just certain songs that could do that you know yeah, absolutely yeah, childhood trauma and that's you know cannabis is something that helps so many people get through as you said medically and you know having a safe space to have these discussions goes very far because most people's knowledge of mushrooms or psilocybin or acid or anything that goes in those levels, they don't understand the basis of it and everything. And I kind of take it back to that. I I like cannabis, but I'm not huge into more processed parts of cannabis. I like raw flour and it kind of goes the same way. I'd never done any, I've never done any processed drugs and that's, you know what I mean? I've never done any of them. So it's like, I don't know it and it's not my forte. I'm very plant-based when it comes down to it. So if I was going to go into the whole, shroom, the you know, mental side of it, I'm not going to take like an MDMA or anything like that, which everybody has their own choices and they travel the, the, the life fantastic as they want to. But learning the base of uh, the 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 actual mushroom itself, because there's so many different cultivars of mushrooms, strains of mushrooms as well. And it's such right. huge learning all these things. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, oh, it's just mushrooms. It grows in shit or something like that. And no, 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 no. <laughs> It's you know now you start level overview substrates and <laughs> yeah all this other quite stuff. simplified yeah you know like I'm like did you not know it's grown in rice hull like it's it's barley's and this is so clean now you can grow them in sterilized jars and if you do it right you could even have a little mushroom jar on your desk if you want at home yes that's right <laughs> and you're, you're right and you know I as like obviously Beth you and I we probably started around the same time. Just the amount of knowledge we now have about the cannabis plant between that time and now. Um, imagine the amount of knowledge that is in, in the psilocybin plant. We've discovered so many cannabinoids, CBA, CBG, CBN, Delta A, HHC, and that's just scratching the surface. Once we get psilocybin to the same place, who knows what other medicinal benefits we can find once we're really able to research it and like you say it's there are tons of different types you have the mascara the amanita mascara which is a red mushroom you know and then you have the psilocybin and then you know you look and there's like 50 different types of psychedelic mushrooms you know so we know yeah yeah. it's super exciting that was one of the things that really um compelled me to get involved with cannabis was kind of that that moment when i realized oh i don't know anything about this how cool is that like what an exciting thing to learn about and that's one of the things with mushrooms um or the you know psychedelics in general just just understanding it i I just i want to understand it instead of you know just oh let's see let's take it and see what happens um yeah we're getting (laughs) to that that point in the in society where you know there is that desire and that Know, almost need to to understand it so we can make information based decisions instead of just oh I had a bad trip I'll never touch it again or I heard this or oh like Blue said it grows on cow shit um, <laughs> no it, it, we've come a long way since the the mid nineties where you know you yeah. do a hero trip and so, hey, why not <laughs> yeah, right now there's microdosing you know what <laughs> I mean now it feels good and now you're getting the kid on the microdosing of everything either cannabis or Mm -hmm. mushrooms and i think that i I, you know it's something it was a big topic at nikan last year as well and you know proper dosing and i like how 
just to transition back a little bit, I like how Bev said that the the conference itself is also evolving as the industry evolves, you know, where in the past a lot of a lot of the education was more focused on how to legalize or how to start a business or how to kind of move from grassroots to the uh, legal side or something where now it's more about what to do with your business. You know, there's more individuals that are in the adult youth market that may not be having a successful business and what to do with that. And, you know, those are the type of things that I'm excited that Nikan will be focusing on as well. Um, Nautilus Botanicals and, um, and Wepot Farms will be donating a bunch of stuff to like the wellness sesh that's be going on in the morning. So there's some yoga going on nice. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yeah. Oh yeah, tell <laughs> us about that. Let's hear yeah. about that. <laughs> so, yoga, so there's a whole it's not just education. Tell us, Lou. This is an event that's that not just education, but it's wellness, it's personal being, it's business development, it's personal development. It's not, it's networking. So yeah, uh, Sunday morning is the wellness sesh. There'll be some yoga and CBD and stuff like that. So uh, come out to that too. I guess you guys know more about that, but I don't. Yeah, who's, who's facilitating it? And oh, that's what's another Eve production. That's Eve. Know? Yeah. Oh, Eve. Okay. Okay. We love Eve. Yeah. Gotta get her on the show soon. Sunday morning, Christine Reed, I think, is facilitating yeah. the yoga, and Eve will be there. They're talking about infusions and all that stuff. And yeah, like Lou said, it's it's an experience. It's not just sitting there listening to you know, a PowerPoint talk about do this, do that. It's, it's going to be an interactive um, movement experience uh, for Sunday morning. So if you're inclined to be up early, I believe it starts at 930. On 930, yeah. <laughs> for yoga, <laughs> which I love. Because, you know, we love- I'll see you guys love, after. No. <laughs> yeah, we love all the events. We love everything that goes on at NECAN. But one of the really cool things is the networking that happens outside of NECAN as well. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah I've uh, heard a couple people recently, somebody called NECAN the- MJ Biz of the East, and then I also heard the South by Southwest of the East. So we we're playing around with oh, what do we call it? The North by Northeast. But, but yeah, no, this year you know, there's a ton of parties. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Nikan oh. Boston has become the premier cannabis event. It's the, I believe it's the longest running professional. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here in this sector, you know, from New York or from there's tons of legacy events that go on. There's tons of great market events that go on. There's tons of little things that have, but Nikan has really cornered itself as the premier Boston event. You know, this is the one, if you're going to go to one, you're going to go to Nikan Boston. You know what I mean? And the after events are also very awesome because it's held in a prime location and there's, there's tons of restaurants. And I believe last year I went to one for one brand that was at uh, the bowling alley. That was amazing. It nice. was like, yeah, it was like a arcade bowling alley, bar, music, everything. Literally, it was awesome. Kings, I think, just called up in Kings, Boston. Yep. There's another yeah, yeah. one of those. There's and another so one. There's one. one. Okay. <laughs> can you talk about the parties? Do you know where they're at? Yeah. So I I mean, I guess I can talk a little high this level about them. Say. I don't know, you know, yeah, about tickets or anything. I'm not, I'm not involved yeah, yeah. in planning any of the fun stuff. Well, I mean, I, what I think, what I do, I think is fun, but as far as the parties go, um, I'm excited. There's one that's at Fenway park. I mean, we talked yep. a little bit about breaking stigma and being normal. Like how cool is it? We're going to have an event at Fenway park. Now, no one's going to be smoking inside there, but no, you know, it's, but it's, it's an it's, event. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. That's on Friday. Uh, there's a few different companies that are putting that together. Um, and then I've, I've heard about the Kings one as well. And interestingly, um, 
you know, just again, kind of the, the growing up of, of the industry, you know, like uh, events at Abe and Louie's and Del Frisco's, like, yep. you know, the high end <laughs> top of the line steakhouses, um, not just like, you know, underground in some nope. bar. Well, know, that's where um, they used to be. They were used to be they are at no the little longer, clubs. <laughs> no, these are no longer at the shadier, even though we love those places because that's oh, where yeah, I yeah. come from. Don't get me like, wrong. Let's, this is where I come from. I come from that part of the world. But it's interesting to see the other side of the world. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. Baby, has this changed in 10 years? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm almost 40. I started selling weed when I was 16 years old. All right. So I've got 25 years <laughs> in the game. It's a long difference from 25 years stay. ago. I'm not you even going to say how long I've been in the game. <laughs> I just want to say this out loud the other day. I'm like, I've been doing Oh, God, don't say it out loud. <laughs> I don't it's even tough to resonate. You're like, oh, shit, I'm 42. <laughs> you guys are, are youngsters. But, and so, I, yeah, envy parties, you. I envy you. Who knew LinkedIn was the place to be for after parties? But LinkedIn is popping with people throwing up their knee can after parties. Well, there you go. Now, here's where people can find out. There you go. <laughs> go to LinkedIn. And if you want to get the exact, and I'm sure once you get up to Nikan, you can find out the exact locations and the times. Yeah. yeah, that's and why a lot you should of it go to is, um, Like the expo, like some of the businesses in the expo hall that are having parties, um, you know, engaging with them. I mean, granted, you know, I mean, some people might go in and say, oh, I'm going to go figure out who has parties. But that's often a way that that you get you know, informed about these types of things by engaging with the businesses and they say, Hey, we're doing a thing later tonight. Why don't you come on by? Well, a lot um, of it is it's quiet. Yeah. You know, like that's where I find out about my events. I'll get an email from somebody salesperson. And this is where that, where the networking and actually being part of the legal supply chain goes a long way. You know, my paper supplier sent me something and then like my, my bottle company sent me something. And then my lawyer sent me something. And these are just events where they want their clients to mingle with possible other clients. This is a true, it's not just a party for fun, fun. These are really networking events and you should treat them as such. So if I give any advice out there other than enjoy yourself, enjoy your life is when you go to these things, have a purpose, say, okay, I want to meet five individuals in this space. And that's why I'm going to this event. I will get five people, five numbers, five contacts, and then I can leave and hit the next event. It's not about getting sloshed. It's not about getting beyond your, your control. It's not about not being able to wake up the next morning. It's literally about doing that networking piece and keeping it moving. Yeah, because it's a business convention, you know. And like you said, Beth, this is the largest one so far, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how many um, um, people are you expecting? How many exhibitors are there? So uh, I, I apologize, I don't know the number of exhibitors. However, I can say if you're familiar with the Heinz, both expo halls are full. There's a waiting list of a bunch of companies that are that would want to get into. So from that perspective, the the expo halls both will be busting at the seams. Um, and as far as anticipated um, guests go, can be you guys know when you plan events, everybody's last minute, right? Um, but I do know that you know pre-event sales have exceeded any event any year that we've had so far. So um so that's really exciting so hopefully the the weather cooperates early march can be a little funny but uh this is gonna be big it's gonna be big a lot of people even when um, the weather doesn't communicate it's okay what you're yeah, right cool, you so. know it's as you said this was you said the pre-sales have outdone any of the total sales so literally everybody who's come to this event understands to pre buy a ticket 
That's the thing. Right there. You're, so well, like, there will be lines. You can buy them on site. And certainly, you know, people have different preferences. We're still in a place where maybe people are comfortable using a credit card. They don't want to do that. They just want to do cash. That line is when crazy. They get totally I'm not sure that. I know you're yeah. keeping it super professional with everything, but that line is crazy. <laughs> that line, if, if you want to, just don't, you'll stand at the end of the line, go online, buy your ticket, and then walk over to the other line. That's what you're going to end up doing. Buy your ticket beforehand. You can do some it good networking make- in line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And make sure everybody who goes, make sure you got a lot of business cards ready to pass oh, out. Oh, yeah, business cards, yeah. Or the, uh, a lot of people are doing the, the electronic business cards now, too. And I don't right, want you to have the scans, right? You so have I'm the scans on the badges, right? So we're, yeah, so not, for... So for the, the expo, the, the businesses in the expo hall, uh, we have a, um, a kind of a benefit for them where when people are going through the expo hall, all the every badge on every guest has a QR code. Um, so when you're in the expo hall, instead of having to like, oh, get me a card and, uh, you know, exchanging cards, it. the expo um, business, the business in the expo hall can just scan your badge that you'll have on your lanyard when you check in. Um, and that's how you can figure out how to stay in touch. Um, nice. So. Makes it it doesn't discourage anybody. If you don't have a business card, go in and do what you can because you never know. You know, and this is another little anecdotal thing. That first knee can I was at, a young man came up to me and handed me a piece of paper with his name on it and then goes, I wasn't able to get my business cards, but I wanted to make sure I had enough of these. He literally mm-hmm. hand wrote a couple business cards. A young man was Nadir. Um, (laughs) so so that young man was the deer and we've stayed in touch all these years and if anybody at least in the space understands what he was like he was a sophomore in college when i met him so you know you watch that journey and you see where you really do if you if you're persistent if you're young if you're old doesn't matter what age you are as you get into this space there is no age bracket there's no there are really no roadblocks except for yourself you can yeah. choose to put in the work or you can choose to stay out of it. And that's where it doesn't discourage. If you're like, well, I don't have any money. I don't have this. If you're really dead broke and you're sitting outside and there's somebody and you're literally going, hey, listen, I need a ticket. I need a ticket. I'm not encouraging, begging for a ticket. But I guarantee <laughs> there'll be a person there that's like, you know what? I got an extra ticket or oh, I'll, I'll sponsor your ticket as long as you like make sure you get five business contacts or something like that. A homework assignment for like the SSDP folk or something like that, but I'm I just I get that. there, just get just there. get there, right, right. Now Jason's there. sitting there, like, like, who's got homework? <laughs> Jason's down here with me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to take homework assignments for people. <laughs> the tickets are pretty reasonable too. This isn't like a thousand dollars, eight hundred dollars type of thing. You know, I think it's twenty dollars yep. to go in for a day. Easy, um, easy, yeah, easy, yeah, yeah. very reasonable. <laughs> and the, um, it, for the price, and like you say, it's only $20 for the day, and I'm sure there's a weekend pass, but yep. for the price, the amount of value that you get out of it, it's 10, 20 times, 50 times more. The value perception is huge, Joe. You're 100% right. Just for the people you're going to yeah, meet. 100%. Just to walk around. And not even joking, the, the stuff that they give away, you'll make more than 20. You'll get 20 bucks in lighters. All right. <laughs> yeah, <like laughs> yeah. T-shirts, everything. I lose Cruzy. my land constantly. Good to know. I have so much swag from Nikan, you know. I swear. Oh not yeah. have to run out of a lighter. Hold up. Wait. Hey, let me just reach into the drawer I got next to me. I have one, 
Two, three. <laughs> got a bag over here with all my goods. Bring a few extras. When I lose mine, I'll find Six. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. All right, we're having a good time here, um, but we are getting close to to, um, oh, yeah. to the end of the show. But Beth, any panels that you wanted to highlight? Any special ones that we we've talked about a lot of them. Well, one that's going to be really special to me um, is on uh, Saturday morning at 1130. It's untapped or unseen exploring women as founders and customers, Um, you know, just really honing in on data that shows how women are buying. um, But then also talking about some of the the challenges and maybe some of the um, the benefits of being a woman in this space. And it's really designed for, um, you know, the panelists to, to share their their highs and lows, the roses and thorns of being a woman in this industry, um, mm. but also, you know, just reminding the the greater audience that um, women are extremely powerful buyers, extremely powerful leaders, um, and should not be overlooked um, when we're developing products, when we're designing a store, when we're setting up our um, our marketing plans um, and deciding what vendors we're going to hire and all that stuff. So we just wanted to elevate that conversation about women this year, um, particularly given um, some of the the negative things that we we saw at MJ Biz last year. Um, so I'm really proud about that. And then having the Women's Lounge as well this year, just reminding folks, you know, women are really important customers and potential collaborators. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. All right, real quick, uh, Kristen, you too. Now you, I know you have a business in Connecticut. Give us a little quick plug on, uh, you know, how people can reach you and get in touch with you as well and where they can support your business. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, So Sugarleaf is a retail storefront in downtown Middletown. So I'm right on College Street. Um, If you're familiar with downtown, um, there's the parking garage right next door, corporate plaza parking garage, and also the uh, parking lot across the street. So I'm one of few folks in downtown with free off-street parking uh, to sell. Um, But yeah, it is a hybrid boutique. So I focus mostly on CBD products. I carry some local brands. I've got, um, you know, one of the first brands I pulled in was Laura from The Healing Rose, um, we carry Connecticut gear. So I've got some t-shirts. Um, Lisa Capitani, who's a nurse in Connecticut, just released a book, uh, Weed Week mm-hmm. Journal. So I try to pull in a lot, you know, work with folks as local as possible when, you know, willing and able and all that. Um, but yeah, you can get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram. It's Sugarleaf CT Boutique. Um, I also have a website, sugarleafct.com. Um Okay. I'm accessible. You can find me. <laughs> Very cool. And and thank you for supporting Connecticut businesses and also for the work you do in the activism. I know you've done some important stuff. Uh, so keep that up because this session seems to be a very active one. Uh- <laughs> sure is. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. like you said, there are a lot of bills coming up. Um, you know, Lou was there for one. I testified for one, I think, the week prior. So I can see all of the, you know, the same faces. There's a lot of great advocates in Connecticut that kind of step up and, and do their part. Um, you know, so whether we're working together or separately, it's all the same goals and everyone's working towards the right things in my opinion. So exactly, a lot of work to do. Exactly. There are certain things we all can agree on. Uh, now Beth real quick, run us down knee can, and then how people can get in touch with you. What are the times, how people can buy tickets, et cetera, et cetera. All right. This weekend, Friday, March 10th through Sunday, March 12th at the Heinz uh, convention center in or the, the Heinz Memorial Auditorium, I believe is what they call it, at the uh, uh, Boylston Street in Boston. Um, just a little hop, skip, and a jump down the road from Fenway Park and 
and uh, the Back Bay. So it's a really great location for all sorts of reasons. Um, so hope to see everybody there this weekend. Um, and it's Um, And then um, in addition, if you're interested to reach out to me, I can be reached at Beth at BethWaterfall.com or my website, BethWaterfall.com. All my socials are just BethWaterfall. Um, so, so yeah, no, I um, look forward to hopefully seeing you guys this weekend and um, just thank you for, for having us here and thank you for. Uh, oh, I always enjoy and, having you on Kristen, everybody. I love, uh, you know, having. This is my having, first appearance. Uh, I'm so excited. So. Well, good. well, welcome to the show that I'm very my glad debut. you joined us. It was a great show, Thanks guys. I want to thank you both so much for coming. Lou, I'm sure you guys will all hang out at NECAN this weekend. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last words for the listeners, Lou? Stay happy, healthy and high, my friends. <laughs> all right. And uh, all right. That's the end of our show. Thanks again. Nikan.com. Check it out this weekend. You can follow me at Joe the Weed Guy or at Greenhaven Media. Uh, also, uh, Cannabis Corner Radio on Facebook. And we will see you all next week. Hit that music, Harry. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La, da, 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 da. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh. I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh. La, da, da, I'm taking da, da, da. it next semester and I know why. Why, <laughs> man? Why? Yeah, because hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Okay. I was gonna go to court before I got high. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your too, but then I got high.
gonna stop singing this song because I'm high. I'm singing this whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I don't know why. Yeah, cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Are you really high, man? Get jiggy with it. Skippity bee bop. <laughs> <laughs>